welcome back again on making Known podcast i'm your host choma Cora, and today we're going to be discussing something important that paul will talk about in the book of ephesians 4 and uh, that's the believer's walk so yeah our main text is going to be from ephesians 4 so let's go In Ephesians 4, the chapter starts with Paul talking about the unity of the Spirit um, for those who are who have come to know Christ. There's one Lord, there's one Spirit, there's one baptism, there's one hope, there's one body, there's one Lord, there's one faith, and God and Father of us all. And then he comes down to talk about the gifts that Jesus has given to the church, his appointed prophets apostles evangelists pastors leaders and teachers and he gave the reason why and that is to fully equip and perfect the saints for the work of service to build up the body of christ and then after that from verse um 17 he starts to talk about the believer's walk um he starts to make a clear cut difference between a believer and an unbeliever that is one who has um, accepted the life that Christ gives, um, who has surrendered all to Christ and has received the life of Christ in him. And the one who has that lacking, that the one who doesn't know Christ yet. And uh, he starts by saying that a non-believer does one who doesn't know christ is futile in their minds um this is from between verses 17 and 19 so i'm just going to give you some points um that when you read through from i read from the amplify amplified i beg your pardon you will see what he's talking about so i'm going to give you highlight the points there he says that um, the non-believer is futile in their minds. That is, their minds are foolish and empty and their souls are empty also. And he says that their moral understanding is darkened. Um, there's Their ability to understand certain things is like morally is in the dark. And their reasoning is clouded. <clears throat> and he says that they are... Um, alienated or separated and self-banished from the life of God. That means they are cut off from the life of God and because in Christ do we have the life of God living in us. So outside of Christ means that we don't have anyone who is outside of Christ doesn't have the life of God on the inside of them. They don't share a part in God's life. And then he says that because of of willful ignorance and spiritual blindness that is deep-seated within them and um, due to the hardness of their heart and the insensitivity of their heart, they are separated from this life of God. (coughs) Beg your pardon? And then he also says that due to a spiritual apathy, and an ungodliness and a callousness that's like a hardness in their heart they become prayer that means they become like um a prayer some a predator can pray on them 
they are a prayer to unbraided sensuality and they are eagerly craving the practice of every kind of impurity that their desires may demand so it's like they have no control of their desires they just do whatever comes to their mind because the mind is darkened the mind is is clouded with things that are not godly with things that are not of god it's easy for them to just do whatever they want but a man that is in christ has not learned christ so that's what he says in verse 20 he says but we believers did not learn christ in this way and so he says in verse 21 in fact you have really heard him and have been taught by him just as truth is in jesus revealed in his life and personified in him so he's saying that truth is only revealed through christ a believer needs to be continually renewed in the spirit of their mind we need to renew our mind regularly as a believer in that way we can refresh our mind and it will help us in our attitude in a posture towards god and so a believer also we need to speak the truth in love with one another with our neighbors these are the these are the the attributes that a believer walks in a believer need not be angry can be angry i beg your pardon but should not sin so should not walk in immorality in injustice in ungodly behavior and um, should not let anger to kind of like overwhelm you and cause and, um, and open the door for the enemy to take an opportunity to lead you to sin and so that means even if you're upset, you have to let it go. You have to forgive that person who has hurt you. Because if you remember that you yourself have been forgiven of God. And so and a believer must work hard. Uh, a believer must be somebody that, that, that goes out, that does his job, that is, has integrity at work, works hard with his hands or does whatever his hands find doing he is diligent to do it that's the word and a believer should not use foul language and um worthless words profane vulgar words but it should be words that build others up that should be what should come out of your mouth and then he says that a believer should not grieve the holy spirit and when when he talks about to grieve the holy spirit we have that understanding of of that the holy spirit of the personality that the the spirit of god can grieve and when when the believer is going away from who he ought to be but instead we ought to seek to please the spirit of god on the inside of us he says also that a believer needs to be kind. We need to be kind. We need to be helpful. We need to be tender-hearted. We need to be tender-hearted. We need to be people who are compassionate and forgiving one another readily and freely. In fact, so, sometimes we, we, we shouldn't wait until they come and say, Oh, I'm sorry about something. We should let it go already. And why? Because god has forgiven us and if we think about our forgiveness in christ then it's easier for us to let go of of bitterness of anger of wrath of many things that have been done to us wrongly and 
I'll lastly like to point at um, verse 4 where he says, Do not let unwholesome, foul, profane, wantless, vulgar words ever come out of your mouth, but only such speech as is good for building up others according to the need and the occasion, so that it will be a blessing to those who hear you speak. I want to dwell here for a little while. It says, do not let. When he says that do not let, uh, at the start of that verse, it lets me know that it's something within my control. So it's like I can control such things that come out of my mouth. And I can deny it that right also to come out. So it is possible when one is around people using languages that are unwholesome and um, languages that are not good that one can find themselves trying to tilt towards that because it's a product of so many you're hearing that consistently but i'd, I'd like to take a quote that bro hey bro kenneth hagen said he said that you cannot stop a bird from flying over your head referring to the to our thought life like we cannot stop thoughts from coming you know but he says that but you can stop it from making a nest and living there that means you can stop that thoughts from taking a hold in your heart from finding a place in your heart and then finally coming out of your mouth so when paul starts that by saying do not let it shows us that it is not something god is going to do for me no i'm the one who's going to not allow those thoughts to nest in my heart and I'm the one who's going to take all thoughts subject to Christ. It's me who will think about what I am thinking about and will not allow any unwholesome thing to proceed out of my mouth because I'm a child of the King. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So we need to think about what we're thinking about. And so, yeah, that's all for today. I hope you've been blessed. Yeah, we've come to the end of today's podcast. So as believers, we need to walk the talk and talk the walk. And uh, I hope you've been blessed by today's um, episode. Um, You can listen to us on whatever platform works best for you. Feel free to leave us comments and feedbacks also. And yeah, pray for us. Pray for what we're doing. And if you would want us to pray with you about something, feel free to also send us a message. Yeah. And until next time, stay blessed. Bye.